What is going on, my warriors? Welcome to another episode of the Part of My Pancreas podcast. Today we're chatting about me taking a break from my diabetes and how you can do the same uh, in a healthy manner, of course. We're not talking about you know removing insulin from the picture by any means, but I do want to talk to you about taking a break from your diabetes, something that is I mean, something that's lifelong. You know, there's no way to get out of this, at least not yet. So today we're talking about how to take a break from your diabetes, get that mental capacity back to 100% so you can focus on the more important things in life and uh, get back to doing what you love. So without any further ado, we're going to get into our theme song, then I got a starting story for you. Let's get to it. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, crew. So a couple days ago was my birthday. <laughs> and so uh, I actually got a chance to hang out for a little bit with family, friends. It was a great time. Uh, really a fantastic weekend overall. I got to do a lot of fun things that really brought me life, you know, filled me back up. And uh, a couple weeks ago, my wife had asked me like, hey, your birthday is coming up. And I was like, Oh, yeah, shoot, it is. <laughs> I got so caught up in life, I forgot my birthday was coming up. Uh, but she was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. Honestly, I just I figured I would work, you know, and we'll just we'll have like Chipotle or something. I don't really care. Uh, I've never made a huge deal out of my birthday, but then secretly I kind of want to. You know, it's this weird mix. But uh, she's like, well, what do you want to do? And I kind of sat there for a moment and thought about it. And I was like, I don't know. Like first thing that comes to mind is adrenaline based activities. You know, I love mountain biking, surfing. It'd be super cool to go skydiving again. But I'm like, that's not really an option right now you know I, we can't both do this because we have baby Brooklyn in the picture and, and you could get her like watched by her grandparents or something but long story short I was like you know what would be cool I think I would like to chill <laughs> I wanted to sit on the couch and play video games all day long and for those of you who don't know my backstory in high school I was borderline addicted to video games like hours and hours a day was just standard uh nowadays i play maybe twice a year <laughs> it's like every six months i'll whip out the video games and play a little bit it's fun for me i do still really enjoy it but life is busy right it's, it's part of growing up i suppose um and uh, and running a lot of different pieces of life so i thought you know what i would love to play video games and just veg out you know go buy a new video game play it and just hang out and uh, she's like, okay, great, let's do that. We'll go buy you a new game, you pick one out, that's your birthday, and we'll just, you know, Brooklyn and I will watch you on the couch. We'll play, we'll, we'll all play together. It's like, this sounds amazing. And for me, a big reason I wanted to just veg out is that similar to diabetes, there have not been any breaks recently. You know, we've just been going back to back to back, absolute chaos. Uh, if you've been following the stories for a while, you know, moving and uh, then moving out of our apartment and then into our first home and purchasing a home by itself was chaos enough, but then construction on top of that to make it livable <laughs> and then just getting into a whole mess of new situations, uh, moving back near family. So now friends and family are trying to hang out with us, which is amazing, but a little bit difficult when you've got 50 people trying to hang out with you who haven't seen you in a few years. And so uh, it's been a lot of fun, but a lot of chaos as well. So my desire was to slow down for a day. 
because even uh, on the business side of things, you know, obviously I run FTF Warrior and uh, lots of new programs and resources that we've been creating and videos and, uh, and just incredible things going on behind the scenes, helping other type one diabetics live their best lives. And uh, it's been a lot. So I thought, you know, what, I just want to relax. And uh, in this episode, I want to talk about how important it is to slow down, you know, and not to get so caught up in life. And that's something that I myself get just buried under a lot of the time, right? I, it seems that in our culture, especially in American culture, that we promote busyness as this positive in life. You know, oh, hey, how's it going? How you been? Oh, busy, right? And it's almost rewarded for us to tell people that we're busy. It's like, it's sought after, you know, it's like a, it's a, it's like a, a status thing. Like, oh, I've been busy. That's so great. Good to hear that you've been busy. I'm like, man, why do we say that? Why is that a good thing, you know? And so for us with diabetes, life can also feel chaotic and feel busy quite often, you know, especially when you have a moment to yourself and then blood sugars decide to get in your way, right? You said you finally are going to sit on the couch and play video games, but blood sugars have other plans, right? They go high and then you have to take insulin, go for a walk, drink water and all this blah, blah, blah. Diabetes can feel like there's no breaks ever because there's no breaks ever. And it's this frustrating but sobering reality that we get caught up in where it's like, wow, there, there really aren't any breaks when you're living with diabetes. Now you're always doing something to manage it. And whether you're not thinking about it in the front of your mind, it's probably in the back of your mind going, okay, I have two units of insulin on board. If I continue on this trend, I'm probably going to go low. So I should have some sugar in the next 30 minutes or so, right? It's always in the back of your head. And so today I want to challenge you with this idea of taking a break from your diabetes. And it's not what you're thinking, right? We're not talking about not taking your insulin. Uh, in the past, I, I was, I've done that. It's not good for you. It's very bad. I do not recommend it. Uh, but what look at instead is how can I take a break responsibly? How can I give myself the mental break that I need from managing my diabetes without losing my health? And obviously one of the options when taking a break from diabetes is to ignore it, <laughs> to live in ignorance, right? But I wouldn't say that's the healthiest of options. Uh, in fact, when I was first diagnosed, and I remember trying to figure out ways to cope with this new diagnosis. And I remember telling my mom two things. Uh, and this is actually a story I don't think I've ever shared before. So when I was first diagnosed, I, I tried to maintain a positive attitude. I wanted to be the rock of the family. Like, oh, this isn't going to stop me, right? <laughs> and so I, I was on syringes and vials when I first got diagnosed. And do I have any near me? I don't. But I had a syringe. And I walked up to my mom and I said, hey, I'm going to get Superman stickers printed and I'm going to put Superman stickers on all my insulin vials because I want to feel like I'm injecting myself with superpowers, you know, so I can really rewrite the whole scripting of diabetes instead of like, oh, I need this to survive. It's like, no, I'm, I'm giving myself Superman powers. <laughs> and this is also coming from somebody who was diagnosed in college. I wasn't like five, <laughs> but that was one of my strategies. I wanted to find a way to to rewire this diagnosis in my head as a positive. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll put Superman stickers on the insulin vials. Uh, I actually never did that, but it was a fun idea. Uh, but the other idea that I had, well, I told her like, hey, um, you know, 29 days out of the month, I am going to do my absolute best to manage this thing and keep blood sugars absolutely stable and safe and healthy. But one day out of a month, right, or if it's 30 days, 
get there 31 days in a month. But basically, all of the days of the month, I'm going to do my absolute best, except for one day where I'm going to take a break and I'm just going to have a meal where like I don't dose insulin and I'll just play catch up later and dose for later because I want to have at least one meal a month where I feel normal. And I can only imagine how much of a hit that must have been for my mom. Just like, oh, my boy, he just wants to feel normal. Oh, my gosh. Right. Like now as a parent myself, I'm like, that would be so difficult to hear. But uh, she was supportive. She smiled back. She was like, that's an amazing plan, Matt. Right? Like, if you can control your diabetes 99% of the time and then have one cheat meal where things just kind of go crazy and then you catch up later, right? You dose insulin, you correct for it and bring it back. That sounds like a pretty darn good start for the plan, right? Like on the first year you've had this disease. Wow. And uh, as funny as it is, I, I never did that either <laughs> because once I got rolling, it was so difficult to be okay not dosing the insulin. Like I had built such a habit around it, right? That you, you pick it up pretty quick. And to eat food without dosing insulin was so against my nature to purposefully mess something up that I just couldn't bring myself to do it. But I do want to look into different ways we can build those breaks, those cheat meals into our life, right? Because with diabetes, like I said before, it's never gonna end unless there's a cure someday, who knows? But there are no breaks that we get. It's not like a full-time job where you go home at night and you get to watch TV and chill and go to bed. It's still there, right? So how can we take a break within diabetes? And so as my life got chaotic recently and you know, I used my birthday to just chill and relax and all I wanted to do was play video games all day, even still with life, it continued to be chaotic, right? Uh, so I had this whole day plan where I was going to play video games for like 10 hours straight. It was going to be amazing. Uh, in the end, I ended up playing for a total of about an hour. <laughs> because other things got in the way, right? Uh, and there were good things. I got to hang out with family and friends. I had to run some errands, get some chores done. I had to help out with Brooklyn. Like There were other components of the day that things just kind of came up and I didn't get the, the completely relaxing day that I had planned. But uh, overall, it was still incredible. But that gave me a glimpse into this idea that I had for diabetes breaks. You know, it's not going to go as planned. You're not going to get a complete break, but it was still life-giving for me. And that's one of the components I want to share with you today is that if you are going to plan out this break, this vacation from your diabetes, it's got to be life giving. All right. This cannot be I'm going to take a break from my diabetes so that I can scroll on social media and just flip through my phone. No, this cannot be uh, I'm just going to take a break from my diabetes so that I can mindlessly watch Netflix or binge drink or do drugs. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you're you're thinking of, of like, oh, I'll just waste time. Like, no, this has to be something that's going to fill you up with energy, right? And so often, and this is something I fall into as well as a trap. So often in our society these days, we're so overwhelmed with so many things going on that when we do finally get a break, we numb, right? And I read this incredible passage from a, a book by Brene Brown recently about how numbing is essentially the core of addictions where it's taken to the extreme, of course, but ultimately the addictions that we are linked to or are suffering from are, are started with numbing, right? Where we want to numb from our daily problems, numb from the stress. Uh, you think about maybe alcohol as an example. It's not typically because the individual just loves the taste of that alcohol. Sometimes I get it. Sometimes there's, there's people that just love certain tastes, but in most cases, if you're drinking in order to get drunk, 
it's because you're numbing. You're trying to avoid or escape from the stressors of life, whether you're cognitively aware of it or not. And same thing can be said about partying or um, you know, watching Netflix for five hours every night or scrolling through your phone. You're trying to escape or numb or avoid the daily stressors of life. So as we are trying to escape the stressors of diabetes, I want to encourage you to seek activities that are life-giving and not numbing or avoidance of the stressors. And again, like I said, this is something that I struggle with as well. I find that the second I get a break, I'm over on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or something to numb my brain, right? Because it is stressful living with diabetes and also just living in general in this fast-paced society that we're living in. So as you go to take a break, before I tell you how to take the break, I want you to know that you should frame this break or this vacation from your diabetes as something that should be life-giving. For me, after doing some soul searching, realize that there's a few things that truly bring me life. And video games almost bridges that gap, but it does still fall under numbing. So I can't quite take credit for that one. Uh, but mountain biking for me is one of the ultimates because I'm so focused on not crashing <laughs> that I can't stress out about anything else. So I got to make sure my you know, my tires are going in the right direction. I'm not going to flip over the handlebars. But the truest relaxation for me, for life-giving, and I got to get back out there because it's been way too long, is getting in the ocean, getting into nature. You know, it can be it can be the mountains. It could be a waterfall. It could be a river, the ocean, uh, mountain biking, right? But involving nature for me is incredibly life-giving, and I absolutely love it. But it usually takes some some effort to get it going. Right? There's some friction involved because you have to set up, you have to make the decision to go. There's usually a cleanup involved of getting the mud off of you or you know, taking a bath because you're the salt water or whatever it is. But at the end, it's so much better, so much more relaxing and it fills me back up. So I want you to, to think about that for a moment before we get into the how. All right? So really think about what's going to bring you life, fill you full of energy, happiness, joy. What's that thing for you? Not numbing but joy. Okay. Now, as we're looking at taking a break from diabetes, it's nonstop, right? You can't truly take a break. We talked about that earlier. You can't just remove insulin from the picture and pretend it doesn't exist because blood sugars will go bonkers. And that's part of the reason why I never did that. You know, I, I mentioned to my mom that I was totally going to do it as the one break for one meal a month. I never did it because it's not a realistic approach, especially long-term if we're looking at overall health. But instead, there's a couple of different ways we can look at this. One option, if you've got a friend or a family member who is, is on this journey with you, you can ask them to watch your numbers, right? Let you know if it's too high or too low and requires some user input, right? If you have to eat some sugar or take some insulin, but let them essentially manage your diabetes for you. Let you know when they're doing stuff and why they're doing it, right? You have to obviously trust them. They have to know what they're doing. But you could even start by saying, hey, friend or hey, family, um, let me know if my blood sugars go above this threshold or below this threshold so that I can take action. But if it's not above or below that threshold, leave me be, right? And let me just do my thing, whatever it is. That can be a starting point. Letting somebody else take a little bit of that responsibility off of you can be absolutely helpful. But again, you really got to trust them and they got to know what they're doing. Now, the second piece that I actually prefer, and this is, of course, uh, replacing the ignorant break that I was talking about earlier, where I just said, oh, I won't take my insulin. This is the better version of that. So instead of not taking your insulin, looking at what can we automate for the day? 
So if I am going to have a full day to myself where I get to choose, uh, and even if it's not a full day, you know, you're thinking, oh, man, I'm, I'm so busy. I get it, right? My birthday that was supposed to be a full day of video games turned into an hour. <laughs> and so with life gets crazy, even just taking a break from the diabetes portion, even if the rest of life is still going at full force, you got kids and a job and errands to run and a house to clean, just removing diabetes as a stressor can make a huge difference in your mental health. Okay, so uh, what I want you to look at is what things can we automate? So for me, if I'm looking to take a mental health day break from diabetes, I'm going to eat as simply as possible, right? Unless the break involves adventurous eating, I'm not going to have to worry about that now if I make it simple. So I'm going to look at what foods do I know the carb counts for? What am I confident in dosing for? What kind of foods have I had, you know, in the last week and it, it just went well? I'm going to go to those foods. I'm going to plan up the day and say, okay, I'm having this for breakfast, this for lunch, this for dinner. I want the blood sugars to cooperate and go as smoothly as possible because we know that if blood sugars cooperate, they require less attention, right? I want to say that again. If blood sugars cooperate, they require less attention. So the more you are able to manage your diabetes ahead of time, the less you have to respond and react to them after the fact, which is typically where it gets more frustrating, right? When it's higher, it's low, and you have to respond to that it's more difficult. So looking at how can we plan ahead? How can we set ourselves up for success? Uh, easiest way to do that is eat just some standard meals if food's not too important to you. Uh, you know, not skipping your exercise for the day, looking at what factors are going to help me to have more stable blood sugars moving forward through the day so that I don't have to focus so much on catching up because the catching up is where things get tricky and it leads you into that roller coaster of a day with blood sugars, right? Nobody wants to deal with that. It is the least fun roller coaster of all time. The blood sugar roller coaster, not a fan. <laughs> and so that's going to be your best bet in taking this break from diabetes. Uh, of course, if you double those up, that can help as well. Have the friend or family member who's going to tell you, hey, if you go above or below these blood sugar numbers, I'll let you know you know, to have a look and take action. If not, you're good. And then you, on the other hand, are carb counting accurately, taking control before things get crazy in order to make the effort to keep blood sugar stable so you can think about them less, right? Micromanaging allows for freedom of mind. Now, that being said, if you take that one level further and you're planning ahead for a break, let's say a month from now or two months from now, you can do your homework now to figure out how blood sugars work so that you can get to an even better level of control, which requires less mental energy than ever before. So to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, uh, well, I teach my clients something called the 80-20 blood sugar formula. And if you're unfamiliar with what that is, ultimately, it's how do we learn about the foundations of blood sugars, what causes them to go up, what causes them to go down, how is that different from my body versus yours versus the person next to you, because we're all unique, we're all different, right? And ultimately, plugging those numbers into a formula, because if you haven't heard this before, diabetes is one giant math equation. That's it. <laughs> if you can understand how to do diabetes math, your life is significantly easier. And what I wanted to point out with that is that if you are looking for a break, I can tell you that if your blood sugars are well controlled and you're able to predict where they're going to go, it's not as much of a stressor as much as it is 30 seconds of a quick math equation. Okay, I know where they're going. Here's a quick action. Now I can peace out for the next two hours because I know with confidence that my blood sugars are going to cooperate, right? 
I mean, if you knew how the rest of your day was going to play out with blood sugars, would you be worried? Would you be stressed about, are the alarms going to go off? Am I going to go low? Is my blood sugar going to spike after this meal? No, you'd be confident in the fact that you know what's going to happen because you did the math, right? You've done your homework. And as unfun as that phrase sounds, doing the math, doing your homework can lead you into that place of mental clarity and mental peace where you're able to focus on other aspects of life and let your blood sugars cruise. I mean, does that sound good to you, right? Being able to let your blood sugars cruise so you can play video games or watch a movie or hang out with friends and family or go mountain biking and not have to worry about the what ifs of blood sugars. See, that's what we're all about ultimately is freedom from your blood sugars. And the best way to do that, really the only way to do that is through using a formula. So you can do the math ahead of time, plan for what's gonna happen and then let it happen, right? And then take action if you need to, to readjust or adapt or pivot in the moment. But really, if you have things more controlled, it requires less effort from you, especially if you're not playing catch up. Once the blood sugars start to spike, you better bet it's not going to be a five minute fix. <laughs> In some cases, it's going to be hours on hours. If your blood sugars are plummeting, you're going to have to stop whatever you're doing and treat that low blood sugar. You can't continue doing what you're doing if you're headed towards a significant low, right? That's a hard stop on whatever the activity is. But if you can avoid the spikes and avoid the drops in the first place, you don't have to worry about catching up or responding to these blood sugars if they're already cooperating. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys. There's three different steps there. One, have somebody else help you with your diabetes, have them watch your numbers and notify you, hey, they're high, they're low, you should probably take action, right? That's going to take some of the mental burden off of you. Number two, set up a day for success where you can chill. Number three is if you are looking at a lifestyle where you can have more chilling and less stressing over your diabetes, you got to do the homework. You got to do the work up front to, to reap the rewards later on. And a lot of that's going to come from your own trial and error, your research. And of course, if you are looking for that precise type of blood sugar control, the precision, the predictability, the stability of blood sugars through exercise, through meals, you're going to have to go and learn the formulas that we use, right? There's only one place to find that ultimately. And uh, it's within our programs. But one thing that we did share recently, and you know what, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on sharing this today, but might as well. Uh, we actually just opened up our Renegade Warriors newsletter. If you haven't heard about that yet, it's because it's never been done before. We've been working on this for the last year and a half. And this is going to be a physical newsletter that I am mailing out to everybody who's involved in there. We're only opening it up to the first 50 people to join because like I said, it's never been done before. <laughs> I got to make sure we can actually handle 50 people uh, before we open it up and, uh, you know, get people in place to help me out because I can't be running the post office every other day. So uh, what we're doing is sending a newsletter out that goes over these formulas, but also mindset tips. How can we think about diabetes in a positive light, right? Uh, nutrition tips, yes. Fitness tips, yes. But Ultimately, what are the cutting edge diabetes management strategies that make us or that enable us to enjoy life more, to have more freedom, flexibility? What are the lessons being learned by other diabetics like us who want more out of life, who are not only here to survive with diabetes, but ultimately want to learn how to thrive with diabetes? Those who are willing to put the work in. 
these newsletters that are going to be shipped out monthly will detail lessons learned, new strategies, the cutting edge technologies that are available to us. Ultimately, it is your best guide to living your best life with type 1 diabetes. So if that sounds like it's interesting to you, you want to learn more about it, right? You can go read all about it on the, the website. The website you can go to to learn about it and to get your first copy shipped to you is renegadenewsletter.com. Like I said, it did just open up. I mean, last couple of hours, I'm pretty sure we filled up like 80% of the slots. So by the time this episode goes live, it's a good chance it's full. Uh, but if it is full, there's a wait list that's going to pop up, which will enable you to be notified the next time we open slots up. However, if the shipping form shows up on the website, fill it out ASAP. You do not want to miss out on this. Like I said, it's filling up fast. So if it's showing up, it's probably like the last few slots. I would recommend jumping in uh, as fast as you can. So go to renegadenewsletter.com. We're talking about the formulas. We're talking about how to live your best life. We're talking about ultimately how all of us can level up our diabetes game so that we can have more breaks and <laughs> take more vacation days where diabetes doesn't throw you for a loop, right? You can step off the blood sugar roller coaster and ultimately learn how to live your best life with diabetes. All right, so hopefully that one's helpful for you. Uh, remember those three different steps. There are ways to take breaks with your diabetes. It doesn't have to look perfect. The last tip I'll give you guys is that if you are gonna take a break, adjust your expectations. If you're gonna put less mental effort towards your diabetes, don't expect 100% time and range, all right? <laughs> Unless you're running one of our formulas, it might not look perfect. Your graph might look a little bit wacky for the day. That's okay, you took a break, you made that decision. It's not supposed to be perfect when you're not paying attention to it, right? Uh, but of course, if you're looking for more predictability and more stability with your blood sugars, go to Renegade Newsletter right now it's either a wait list or it's a shipping form to show to let us know where to ship your newsletter. Either way, sign up for whichever one shows up on your screen. It's going to change your life and I cannot wait to share that with you. All right, if you have not yet, do subscribe, leave a comment below. I wanna know what you guys think, what you're, uh, what you're living with, with diabetes. I love reading the stories in the comments, hearing about what's going on in your lives and, uh, and putting some words to the, the people in our audience. So uh, let me know how I can help. You guys are awesome. Thanks for hanging out. I'll see you guys next week in the next episode. And as always, keep up the fight. Hey, what's up, Drew? I forgot to mention the time and range report. So here we got it ready. We got the 94% time and range for the last week. Another 90s. This is the exact stuff that I'm going to be teaching you in the newsletter. So go check it out real quick. RenegadeNewsletter.com. I got to go unpack groceries from this last trip. So I will catch you guys next time. Have an amazing week. Keep up the fight.